the blue trees that are now dotted right across Australia and other parts of the world are doing just that. Reminder for people who are maybe going through a rough time, um, checking in on ourselves, checking in on loved ones, and we try and communicate the fact that they are symbols of hope, not memorials. Welcome back to Switched On, a platform for mob like you and me who are looking to learn and grow from life experiences in order to fulfil one's potential, becoming more switched on in the process. Enjoy the episode. All right, let's kick this off. Welcome back to Switch On Podcast. Bubba, how are you, mate? Mate, I am very, very well. I'm up and about, energised today. So, um, yeah, I'm in a good mood today. Mate, same. And we are stoked, very grateful to be joined by Kendall White. How are you, Kendall? I'm good. So good to be here. Friday, <laughs> yeah, Friday. <laughs> Friday. <laughs> it is, um, yeah, it's a pleasure for us to have you in. And I think once everyone sort of listens to your journey, your story and what you're after, I think they'll be... Feeling the same thing, so I'm very excited, mate. I'm excited for this podcast. It's been uh, in the works for a little bit, so yes. um, it's going to be a good one. Yeah, so somehow, if you don't know or haven't heard of Kendall and the Blue Tree Project, uh, yeah, she is the co, uh, she's the founder and CEO of the Blue Tree Project, as well as the 2022 um, Young Australian of the Year recipient. Um, you. <laughs> you laugh when we say that. It's <laughs> <laughs> hoping to sneak that one out. <laughs> <laughs> no, well, that's it's the thing with media nowadays. It's just like, well, you got all this information at just <laughs> your fingertips. So, yeah, how how does that feel like when people introduce that? Kind of like, kind of like that. It's kind of still like a surreal sort of thing. I think it's just been so busy, and the awards was amazing for increasing the platform and giving myself a voice to help spread our message and cause a Blue Tree Project, which we'll get into shortly. Mm. But whirlwind experience and got to meet people like Dylan Alcott and Grace Tame, who are just like absolute idols. Yeah. I love They're being awesome. in the same room. Yeah. <laughs> unreal. Um, we'll, yeah, we'll definitely touch on some of those aspects, but as we do, um, and as you would know as a frequent listener, we'll, we'll say, um, what did you do to get switched on this morning? Ooh, um, so I'm a bit of a cat, <laughs> cat lady. <laughs> um, so Hugo, he's my gorgeous boy. I've been away for the last couple of days. So I just spent some quality time with him, playing with him. And that was kind of like energizing for me. I know that kind of sounds sad, but yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> he's my little fur baby. And it's just amazing what pets can do for people's mental health. Absolutely. I, um, my roommate just got a, um, a cat, uh, Olive. <laughs> <laughs> what her name is, and she is adorable, and two months old, and just like oh, just so playful. So um, cute. Never thought I was a cat person, but um, <laughs> definitely am. <laughs> Bubba, what about you, mate? Mate, I um just before this this potty, I uh, literally was feeling um just needed to you know get the energy up, so I, li- I literally popped outside quickly for a quick five minutes, um and just uh, went for a little little stroll. But um yeah, and, and now like completely different. So that's what I did. I Obviously, um, what's the, it's about 10 o'clock now. So, yeah, popped outside before this podcast and, uh, yeah, re-energized myself, mate. Yeah. It's actually got me a lot, very much switched on. So. Weston Brew, buzzing. <laughs> yeah. you? Um, I think after off the back of yesterday, like, it just, summer was calling yesterday. I don't know what it was. Oh, it was warm. I was at the beach. I was just soaking that up. And so, I think I'm still buzzing off that, to be honest. And then I was able to have, yeah, good catch with one of my mates last night and then, Still just do my own thing this morning. Coming here early. We recorded an episode, so I was still buzzing off that, to be honest. Nice and warmed up for this episode. So, yeah, well, yeah, How lucky have we honestly been with this weather? Like, yeah. I reckon our oh, winter has been pretty, pretty tame. Like, I feel it's been 
I just feel like my mood has instantly changed in the last couple of weeks. Mm. Just, mm-hmm. I don't, it's been cold, but it has been clear. It's just amazing with that sun staying out just a little bit longer and helping us get up in the morning. It yeah. just makes the day so much easier for me personally. Yeah, yeah I agree. All right, let's get into it, eh? Um, good start, good start. So, uh, yeah, like I said, we're getting to um, BTP, but also I want to, yeah, get to know about you a bit more. So, I know you're a country bumpkin. <laughs> um, let us yeah. know where, whereabouts you're from in terms of WA country and, and what it was like growing up in country. Yeah, so I grew up in Muckinboodin, which is a bit of a mouthful. Um, <laughs> it's three and a half hours northeast of Perth in the central wheat belt. And it's a close-knit community. I think there's all of maybe 800 in the Shire now. So everyone certainly knows everyone. But I feel really grateful to have grown up in the country. I think there's something special about having that space, having that freedom. Helps you build some sort of independence and also resilience in a sense because, I mean... Not everything's at your fingertips, really. And, yeah, grew up playing heaps of sport. I think sport for regional communities is just like the soul for the community. It's the social aspect. It's the physical. So I played, like, all the sport, and I loved footy growing up. Like, I was one of two girls in the Auskick team. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, I remember playing at the Wacker. No, not the Wacker. At Subi um, Oval many years ago half time and I was like this Classic. is awesome yeah um went to all the footy camps and whatnot so like fully immersed myself in the classic country footy culture yeah. I think that everyone lives and breathes out there well yeah um, I'm gonna tell well, you chips and gravy chips and gravy yeah after the game <laughs> oh no <laughs> your hot dog see no nah, no nah, like everyone's different everyone's different this is <laughs> I was like what no yeah sorry I had to touch on that quickly I had to touch on that because like Hot like, dog all yeah, all the, way. the country footy canteens. Yeah, oh. yeah, yeah. That's but the first thing that just comes to my head. <laughs> Bumbery Footy Club had the, like best chips and gravy. Yeah, see, now oh, you know man. what I'm talking yeah, about. Now, yeah, now I, I, I did. It was very that. random putting that, but I was just curious because I love it. That's right. Everyone's different. Like, like it's like in Esperance, it's like. No, nah, our footy club has the best chips and gravy. Nah, ours <laughs> yeah. is like, anyway, keep going. Sorry. That's so good. Um. And so I was schooled there and up until year seven and then went away to boarding, um, which I really had a great time. I feel like I was almost having too much fun to be homesick. and I just Where was boarding? Um, PLC I was yeah. and met so many lifelong friends that I'm still so close with and building the bonds through that um, was super special and just privileged to be able to take hold of a lot of opportunities that I certainly wasn't getting um, at Maka. So, yeah, I think growing up in the country, mum and dad's still out there, so go out to the farm when I can um, and just live the best of both worlds, really. It's so quiet. Going out, looking at the stars is always, like, one of the highlights, like, yep. looking up. I think it's something in the city you just wouldn't even think to do because it's too much like city light but oh my gosh the stars out there are so unreal so the quiet switching off the phone unplugging for a little bit it's nice yeah Uh, you said a couple of things there i'm just like oh it's so good so like i mean one obviously the stars and then even like the nickname mucker as well it's like i was like yeah i'll surely because i'm from bunbury and i was called like bunno and just like stuff like that what's the one for esperance if you text me or something, yeah, it's either Espo or Espy. Yeah, yeah, I love I love that. Um, 
And then I was also even just thinking like, yeah, three of us in the birth now are kind of like, yeah, country upbringings, really. Yeah. Mm. Not even from, well, not from Perth, so. I feel like you can always tell when someone's kind of you think growing so? up in the country. Yeah. There's certain qualities. What I gives think. it away? <laughs> I don't know. I just feel like you can get along with them really well and... I don't know, just a bit more easygoing, maybe. I don't know. Oh, you city slickers out there. Actually, <laughs> actually, no, that that does that that is true because I oh, totally unrelated. But I was at a costume shop the other day, and the lady that was just behind the counter was just like, "You're not from Perth, are you?" <laughs> I was like, "Whoa, look, is that way?" She goes, "Well, you're from country, I can tell." It's <laughs> just like, what, what, like, what do you mean? Is it just the way you talk? You're from Bunbury? I was like, "Whoa." No. Hold on a second. It's like, <laughs> and then she goes, do you go to Bunbury High? I was like, no, I went to BCC. <laughs> I was like, okay, I wouldn't go to Bunbury High. <laughs> the important question, what costume were you getting? Um, I was dressing up, <laughs> dressing up as Joe Rogan, so I was getting a bold cap <laughs> for, for Silly Saturday. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Because, yeah, um, one of the questions I kind of did have is like, yeah, that country upbringing, how does that shape you as a person? You kind of did go into that. Um in terms of those qualities, like the, um, the appreciation for country and, um, and then being able to just like, yeah. I think that independence and that resilience growing up, like I said, not everything's at the fingertips and therefore I feel like you got to work a little bit harder, but also there is that hard working culture out, um, in regional areas often. And because I'm from an ag, um, sort of based community, I sort of am talking from that, um, that experience but yeah it's like a lot of people working hard putting a lot of passion into the land and what they love and I think yeah growing up in the sheep yards and it's just a different kind of upbringing that mm. brings all sorts of skills that you can bring out later in life whether Jack you of all trades. It. yeah yeah <laughs> a bit like that yeah yeah and the um I know one of your mates, Courtney, as well. Um, she's a big, a pre, she has a great appreciation for the country music <laughs> scene. Um, are you similar in that aspect as well? I'm really not. <laughs> I, uh, I'm certainly not that country. I, um, <laughs> I do appreciate some good country music, but not certainly not as much as Court. <laughs> yeah, because who played? Who played last week? What was Luke his name? Holmes. Yeah, Luke Holmes. Yeah, yeah. she was there. Yeah, <laughs> she was loving it. Bells and whistles on. <laughs> Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, even, okay, you kind of mentioned like, yeah, you came to Perth, um, boarding. Um, and so even like before Blue Tree, Blue Tree became a thing, like what, what were you doing day to, day to day? Yeah, I've had a bit of a diverse career so far. Um, so I'm 30 and I first got out of school and studied anatomy um, with the intention of doing forensic science. Mm. So I actually did anatomy and archaeology, super <laughs> random. Yeah. Anyway, that was sort of my vision at that point. And then I graduated and I wasn't really sure what direction I wanted to go in, probably health sciences. And it was a really tough job market at that point. Um, was going for interviews, job, like group interviews, one-on-one interviews and then trial days. It was rough. And anyway, there was a family friend that I actually got some work experience through at Channel 7. She was like, look, if you can't find anything, just come in, um, see how you go. Anyway, funny story. (laughs) One of the neighbours that I grew up with out on the farm, she was actually leaving the role and they offered it to me. So all of a sudden I'm at (laughs) Channel 7 in what's known as like the transfer section, which basically you're responsible for sending and receiving all the vision from satellites, from like the London office, New York bureau. 
and um, sharing vision with ABC nine and ten. What? So that's a lot, eh? Like <laughs> how old are you this point? Buttons. Um, oh gosh, like twenty two, I think. Yeah. yeah. So then I ended up at seven for a good couple of years, four years, I think, met so many incredible people, learnt a lot um, and actually got into the video editing side of things. So that's where I met some really great friends that I still have and also, once again, learnt a lot of how to make content and what not to do in front of the camera, I think. Anyway, a couple of years went by, kind of realised it's not really what I was setting out to do. Um, but fell in love with sort of the small business management side of things and decided to enrol in my MBA, got in and um, did that. But it was only one year in that I completed um, when I lost my brother and Blue Tree Project was kind of born as a social movement. So I always reflect on the fact that I've worked in so many different areas, gained so many different skills, but all of them have helped me make Blue Tree Project what it is today. Mm. And I think that's one thing is like really encourage people to sort of step out their comfort zones and try different things because, yeah, you never know what skills you'll learn. And, um, yeah, so Blue Tree Project was very much um, an Instagram story, like socials profile by that point and then it was only in um 2020 before everything got locked down (laughs) Mm. that I decided to quit my work because I couldn't juggle everything and um took Blue Tree Project on full time Mm. and I guess now we should probably talk about what yeah no (laughs) thank you so much for transitioning to that I was yeah a lot smoother (laughs) than I probably would be able to do it but um (laughs) Yeah, for those who don't know, um, like what Bridge Blue Tree is, because I'm sure, like, they might not know what it is, but there's, without any doubt, they would have seen mm. a Blue Tree when they're driving. Yeah, around. So they're pretty hard to miss in yeah. WA, certainly, um, with over 60% now of Blue Trees in WA. But wow. um, I'm sure many people have seen them out and about getting around, but maybe don't know some of the personal origins behind the story. So I can touch on that a little bit today. Mm-hmm. Um, so Blue Tree Project is a mental health charity and our mission is to help spark difficult conversations and kick the stigma of mental health that is still very real. And um, the project was actually inspired by a personal tragedy of losing my brother Jaden to suicide in 2018. So Jaden painted a blue tree on our family farm many years before we lost him as a practical joke with a special friend, um, just a little bit of mischief. And I believe they were going through the workshop helping dad clean it up and they came across a tin of paint and they were like, what are we going to do with this? Anyway, of all things, they decided to go and paint a tree one night and sort of wondered how long it would be before anyone noticed the tree. And I actually didn't find out about it until we'd lost Jaden and the tree had been painted at um, our metal dump on our farm where it's like an old granite rock and we put all the truck shells and all the metal scraps and stuff. So we spent many afternoons kind of fossicking around there. So it's a place that's very special um, to me. And every time I go home, I'll always go and visit the blue mm. tree as well. Um, so that's kind of the personal origins behind sort of the inspiration behind the project. But it wasn't really born until one of my bro- brother's best mates and my cousin 
um, decided to go and paint a tree as a bit of a tribute but also as a way to start conversation in the community because we certainly didn't see it coming and so the guys set out to find the biggest, baddest tree. Um, I think it took two days to paint, several several litres of paint and mm. um, I think it was 45 degrees or something. So hard work. They shared a photo on Facebook and it was that photo that went viral. And before we knew it, we had photos being shared in comment sections of those that had gone out and decided to paint a tree. Maybe it was because they had lost someone or maybe it was because they wanted to help start conversation in their community or sporting club. And we saw the momentum and how it was sort of resonating with people and I think we saw that and thought, wow, maybe there's something that we can do with this to try and stop other families from having to go through the same pain and devastation that we have and um, sadly so, so many families with suicide being the leading cause of death in Australians from 14 to 45. Mm -hmm. So I remember seeing that stat for the first time after losing Jaden and I'll be the first to admit that I was definitely part of that privileged minority that hadn't been touched um, so closely and or maybe it was just because no one spoke about it out in the bush yeah. um, or I was too young to comprehend. So, yeah, part of that privileged minority and I thought, oh, my God, that is horrendous. There must be something that we can do to try and stop that. That's, um, yeah, why I've become so passionate about using Blue Tree Project as a way to help start conversations and the blue trees that are now dotted right across Australia and other parts of the world are doing just that. Reminder for people who are maybe going through a rough time, um, checking in on ourselves, checking in on loved ones, and we try and communicate the fact that they are symbols of hope, not memorials, and um, yeah, we want to spread that message of hope to those that might be struggling out there to reach out and seek support if needed. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> you, thank, there, you, thank you so much. Have you seen that. the one in Bono? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the one in Esperance is like at my footy club oh, for sure. Is that yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah it's so literally good. like right at the oval, and my footy club's blue. Mm -hmm. It just works so good, man. It's, yeah. It looks um. They did so well with that. It was incredible, and I know like at the time it was huge for the community. Like just brought everyone together, um, especially like my footy club as well. But cause it, like you said, like country, it's it's not talked about a lot. And in Esperance, uh, recently there's been a lot and, um, you know, there's a couple couple of mates of mine that have passed away with suicide as well. And, and it's just the community and it, it just feels like it's it's a talking point. But like you said, it's not, it's a reminder for... Mm. You know, I think there's that deeply ingrained stoic attitude out there with yeah. men who were just grown up. They just grew up with man up, toughen up, she'll be yeah. right, eat some concrete, those old attitudes and I mean no one really has been educated up until more recently around emotional intelligence like yeah. what it is that they're feeling what it is that they can do with that and um, being comfortable with speaking about mental health generally so yeah that's what we're hoping that the blue trees are helping bring people together with community painting days whether it's at your footy club mm. at your company school university even golf clubs, I know, super popular. Mm. Um, so, and it just shows that mental health doesn't discriminate also. Yeah, we, we said that a lot, yeah, as well. Eh? 
Uh, do you know how many blue trees are in, across Australia? Yeah. So as of a couple of weeks ago, we actually celebrated our milestone of 1,000 blue trees. Wow. So that's the ones that have been registered with us and we've got photos and like catalogued those. Um, the truck drivers tell us there's way more out there, which yeah. is hilarious. But cool. um, yeah, one on every continent except for Antarctica. <laughs> However, <Wow. laughs> watch this face. Like <laughs> we are determined. <laughs> Just fired a blue tree over there. Oh, wow. That's incredible. And um, and then, so can anyone go out and register to paint a blue tree? Yeah, so a lot of the trees that people will see is on private land. So people have just gone out, it's their land, they can do whatever they want yeah. um, and giving a dead tree a blue lease on life. And um, there's been so many cities, councils, golf clubs, schools, whatever it might be, um, jumping on board though also and sort of cutting the red tape in helping make that happen. Mm. Um, and... I think there's a bit of a surge happening on the East Coast currently, which is exciting off the back of our 1,000th um, sort of campaign. So getting some requests for like radio interviews and a few things over there, which is always like I think the first sign. It's kind of how it started here. And so hopefully we'll um, head over East for a couple of trips and um, kind of spread the message over there a little more as well. Yeah, amazing. And yeah, and like you mentioned before, how it's like that symbol of hope. And then how have you actually been able to sort of see or recognize the, the growth aspect in terms of like this area? Because like, like we talked about how a lot of these um, older men, or in, especially particularly in country, like growing up from the how they grew up back yeah. then, which is a bit rough. And then, but cause I, like we haven't seen it like in schools because they're going out there from a younger age, but just the general acceptance, I think, is becoming a bit more widespread. And we're, yeah. we're, we're really starting to build that foundation. Yeah. yeah. I think there's certainly a little more openness about talking about it. But what it takes is some community leaders to lead the way in sharing their vulnerability and sharing their stories. And I've seen time and time again how that only empowers others to do the same. So I think it only takes a couple of like champions of the cause to go out there openly um, talk about it and that has that flow on effect. So that's kind of what we're also trying to encourage with these like tree, tree painting days. It's a chance to come together and sort of shed your shit because if you're holding on to trauma, it's going to get heavy and then that's when um, people get to that breaking point. So um, we're also having a study conducted by um, Curtin currently who interviewed men and they range of different site, like different ages, and we're trying to measure our impact and um, get a bit more information around that because quite often you you don't really know what impact you. Yeah, have. you don't see don't the recognition at all. Yeah, hear the stories that happen behind the scenes, or we do get a few messages though from parents who have been on a road trip and they've seen blue trees and they've used it as a way to start the conversation around mental well-being with their kids in the car because like everyone's trapped in there like there's nowhere to go but you're also not like facing each other so you're in the cars like everyone's busy and mm. not looking eye to eye and I think it just helps with that conversation flow and yeah hearing those kind of stories is super important yeah it's yeah I think I could touch on that because it's I love how you just said you don't know like it's the same as here like Jules mm. talks about it as well like because you don't like, you can get feedback or you can ask them to send you feedback and, and things like that but 
it's so hard to know how much of an impact you're actually having. So I'd love to, once this study's done, to actually have a read of it. And yeah. It's a great idea because, like you said, there'd be so many people that see the blue tree and it just reminds them or starts that conversation mm. and you wouldn't hear about it. No. So like, I guess people that want to paint a blue tree or get involved, like, have you got anything I guess you could say to them or, because it's not like, oh, we've got all these stats, like, this is what we're doing, this is how it helps you, like, because you just don't know. Yeah. How do they like, well, why is blue tree good? It's a funny, like, it's, I could never have imagined it would get to this point. Like, I kind of thought, like, it would be an Instagram page, bit of a social movement, and then it would have its time in the sun and sort of, like, fizzle out. Mm. But it's just, I don't know what it is. I think it's that hands-on activity that has really allowed male-dominated industries or sectors to get involved, and it's become, like, a catalyst for them to do more training or have more key speakers or, yeah, it's it's quite interesting. I'm, and I'm hoping that the study will sort of help si- highlight that because I think the other thing is, is I'm so deeply involved in it that sometimes it's really hard to, like, put on the lenses of, like, an outsider and look in. Like, mm. I'm so deeply involved and I'm so personally ingrained in the story. So, yeah, it's... It's a really interesting one and special that it has got to this point and that so many people have been out there getting their hands dirty because, I mean, all the trees that you see, that's people going out in their own time with their own money, own friends and going out and spreading that paint. So I can't say for sure what it is exactly that makes it the special ingredient, but, I yeah. think that's it. I literally think yeah. that that is the – it's not, oh, you know, I'm hiring Tom to go and – here you go, mate. Here's 500 bucks. You go and paint that tree. That's your job. It's like, no, nah, no. Nah, as a community. It's like an investment. Building, yeah. building resilience. Yeah. yeah, it's like, it's getting people together. And I think that's the secret ingredient. It's mm. not like, you know, it's literally people, I don't know how they will probably get into it, how they contact you and get in touch and be like, yeah, I want to paint this tree blue. But then it's them going out. It's not you going out and painting yeah, it. Yeah, it's, it's like it's come it's, from the bottom up and I think like the most impact mm, yeah like comes from that rather than having it from a top, top down a top down yeah. approach so I feel like it's just <laughs> been like a real <laughs> gorilla movement that I've tried to steer in a certain couple of directions throughout the year yeah because yeah. it's that for the community by the community yeah, yeah which is so special up. yeah and so I mean you kind of mentioned some aspects in terms of like building a more mentally healthy future um challenging the stigma and then also educating youth like mm. the, like the particular educating youth is kind of like what um, we created switched on on the back off and that we'd like, mm. and even when you mentioned before, like the the first the initial stages of it just being like an Instagram page and not really knowing how it's going to be. Like, I feel like we're kind of there mm. at the moment and like, and I know we've got the passion for it and like we're, we're kind of just keep on shipping away and hoping at, at like at some point, like we, I, I don't know. Stay authentic. Yeah. Staying authentic. We get it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, sort of on the back of that, what would be like, especially in the, on the educating youth aspect, like what do you do for yourself? And like, how could you, what would you share with youth mm. to sort of like um, dive into their mental health yep. a bit more? So big believer in doing things outside of your work and interests, like hobbies that kind of get you out of your comfort zone or just help fill up your cup. So I love gardening. 
I mm. have a green thumb. I love gardening. I love being out in the yard, fosking around, planting, maintaining. It's, yeah, I don't know, something grounding about it. I love it. So that's like my weekend activity that helped me helps me fill up my yep. cup. Um, so I encourage people to do that, but I think we know that sort of um, advice. Something else that I really encourage youth to think about is creating like an action plan. So if you notice yourself slipping into unhealthy habits or routines, what, where would you go and who would you speak to? Because I think what happens is people get to a breaking point and they get to a crisis point and that's when the prefrontal lobe of your brain literally can't make decisions for you. You've got to that point where you can't, you can't make decisions and therefore um, I think that's where hopelessness and despair really um, is quite scary for so many people in that point. So we really encourage people to use their phone, um, write it down in a journal, sticky note, put it on your fridge, whatever it might be, but actually do research of what support is in your area Mm -hmm. outside of like the big conglomerate companies that you hear about, like the smaller organisations that are doing great things. Look at what like counsellors, therapists, um, mentors that are in your area and actually like read their bios and profiles and be like, would this person maybe be a good fit if there was ever someone that I needed to go and see? So you're already taking that like um, research element out of it. And so if you did get to the point where you were struggling, you can refer back to this action plan and go and book an appointment or whether it's speaking to a peer even, um, just having a bit of a plan that you would put in place if things sort of did start to unravel for you. I think we often, we have like the fix fix it like when it's broken kind of mindset rather than trying to maintain and um, prevent that. So that's, I know, the space that a lot of us are working in, that prevention um, to stop people getting to that breaking point because there are like there's so many so many crisis lines and critical care and hospital beds but we don't want people to even get to that point so that's why educating our youth is so critical and it's why you guys are doing a great job and I think everyone there's enough room and space and um, forever going to be educating our youth for um, yeah to make sure that they're growing up knowing that mental health is something they can talk about building skills on how to cope and um, yeah ensuring we're creating a future that is worth living for beautiful thank you it's um i just love your passion towards it like just listening to you talk about it and explain it it just like i don't know it's it's i don't want to be all yeah but it's like it's inspiring (laughs) you know what i mean it is especially you know not just for us here at switched on but i think it's inspiring to like it now. It's like, you know, maybe I need to do this action plan myself. Like, mm. and Absolutely. Then, adults. Yeah. Like everyone. it's not just everyone. And I think that stigma, it's there, but it can change. And I feel like more and more people that talk about it, it's obviously that that'll slowly happen. But if your parents can, because I guess that's where it starts, right? Because mm. it's like, well, if my mum and dad don't, and my pop and that they don't share their emotions they don't share their stressful times their vulnerabilities like well then i'm not gonna do it mm. like you, you can't know, be that, what you can't see yeah exactly that's right and that's mentality the, yeah. yeah um i actually just had a comment like 
my mate that I caught up with last night, he told me that he went to his first counselling session. Oh, wow. And I've and I, 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 been thinking for a, um, for a while as well, just like, oh, everyone's got their own shit going on. And, and yeah. I've, like, I've known, I've had it in the back of my head for a while. I was like, well, we go see the doctor and the physio when we've got something wrong with our bodies. Like, go see a counsellor or a therapist to take care of, like, the most important muscle in your, in your body, yeah. I think, your brain. So I've been, I've been, Load. I've been, I've been looking around to see like, oh yeah, is this guy a good fit for me? So I'll, I'm looking forward to getting in there and yeah, having a, having a crack. So encouraging people to keep looking. If you find someone that doesn't fit, doesn't click, like don't be disheartened. There are so many people that go through that. It's people that I know of that have gone to like five different people and then finally found their person. So I know that can be exhausted, but if you're in a headspace where you couldn't actually deal with that or cope with that you could imagine people giving up in that sense so Mm. that's why it's really important to sort of be on the front foot and um yeah do that research while um you're sort of in that slightly better space yeah and i do understand how well when you look around it can't like some of these um aids might be have a bit of a price tag on them Mm. um but you can either see the price tag you can see it as an investment yeah i I, I, like i know that I want to look at as an investment because yeah. you are because in, in the long term like yeah you can, you can try figure out this stuff with yourself or talk about it with your mates but you're saving yourself a lot of time if you go and check in with one of these guys that are literally professional in that field yeah absolutely 100 percent couldn't couldn't agree anymore with that um and that was like something that was really integral after losing my brother is going and speaking with the employee assistance program and just like it's a space that you don't really know and you don't want to burden those around you but then you quite easily learn that they're there to support you also and it's okay to ask for help and lean on them during hard times so really grateful that I have a good support network but yeah really encourage everyone to go out and um, invest in looking after their most important muscle (laughs) 100% the word burden one of my probably most unliked words in the dictionary because I feel like it's like, oh, I don't want to tell this person about my challenges or my problems or my good time. I don't want to burden them or I don't know what they're going through and I don't want to put this burden on them. And I feel like parents especially, Mm. like they don't share their, they're like the saints, the gods, right? They don't share any of what they're going through with with the kids, I feel. Because I don't want to burden them with all this. They uh, they need to see me as this brave, strong, you know, caring, loving, that I got everything figured out. Where I feel like if parents could open up more, not, I guess, not on everything. It depends how old the kid is. But, like, for me, I'm 24 now. Tom, 21, you know. Like, we're old enough and we want to know about those problems and challenges that that you've either been through, gone through, I guess it sort of builds a connection more and it allows me to then be able to open up and talk about my problems and my challenges or my good times, whatever that might be. But that word burden, I feel like parents take that on a lot and they don't want to burden their kids with certain things. But I think it goes both ways, right? Yeah. I get I get that 100%. Yeah. Like even at the moment, like mum and dad, I think they're still, so like I'm 21, like I think they still see me as like the little boy. <laughs> they always like, will. Oh, <laughs> No, I won't tell Tom. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, and then look, I've literally told, I've told Mum a couple of times because my my old man had a heart attack last year, and, and she's gone. Yeah, like through, she's needed a bit of her own help. 
And so I'm just like, well, and then obviously that was last year and I've come a long way. However, there's, there's um, been a bit of stuff going down lately and I can just, I can tell like when mums, you can tell when your mum's like there's a bit of stuff going on. And um, I was like, mum, what's going on? It's like, um, she just brushed it off. She's always been that person to brush it off. I was like, mum, I'm like studying this and I do it at work. Like, can you like open up, up to me a little bit? And so even like a bit of the family dynamic as well, but it was yeah. a funny, funny enough with like last week as well, like I was caught, catching up with dad and um, he was feeling really overwhelmed about moving back to Jalora. Um, and then like, and we, we all reference it as like this beautiful place that's, um, we just love going down there and kind of similar to like that country aspect. And, and me and mum are like that. And then dad's just like, yeah, that lasted for about an hour. And then I'll look, I'll look around and all I see is work. <laughs> I was like, oh no, dad. So like, we kind of just, I try to listen to him and, and talk to him for a bit. And then um, I end up telling him, it's like, all right, can you write me a list of um, these things that you think needs to be done around the house? All right. So then he flew out the next day to go back up to Fife for work. And then he emails me and mom this list. I'm like, oh, well, he's right. <laughs> it's, a, it's a pretty long list. Jeez. Um, but then he called me later that day and he said, well, yeah, you know what? Like writing that down actually just like allowed me to view in perspective. And then he, he kind of like um, had that weight lifted off. So yeah, I'm a big one for lists. Yeah. I love it. Like, yeah. It helps you prioritize, get it out of your brain. I call it my brain dump. Mm. And yeah, the old brain dump before bed and or like when you're leaving work just so you're prepped for the next day and allows you to switch off when you go home and um separate those those areas yeah yeah i couldn't agree more like setting that self up for the next tomorrow like what you need to get out like i'm big on um the three like main tasks i need to do the next day because mm. otherwise like sometimes i'll be like laying in bed and you just can't sleep because you're thinking about it or yeah it just interrupts things so yeah, I think that list, the to-do list, even if you'd like, you like, know, you might not have much on that day, but it's like, well, I can time block mm. from this time to this time. And if i got to do content, well, i got to do that for you. It could be, yeah, your blue tree content, whatever it might be. But yeah, I think that to-do list is so important. Yep. Yeah. Well, epic, 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 epic. So we'll, we'll come back on, on track to the um, blue tree. Because what, what also you guys been able to do in the last couple of years is a night under the stars. <laughs> and so I wasn't able to come to the first one, um, which Happiness Co. was a part of, that, yes. that first one. And then, but I was able to come to the second one. Um, and you poor thing. <laughs> oh, do you want to explain or do you want me to explain? Poor <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh. Tom was on the bar all night and got absolutely hammered. Uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll go into the depth of that a bit more. So, yeah, I was at the Gage Roads beer bus, Betty, Betty we call her. Yeah. And I actually work at Gage Roads as well. So, uh, yeah. Uh, Stop it. It was, it was like, oh, that's fitting. And, um, and yeah, I was, <laughs> it was like, there's Betty, <laughs> the beer bus, and the stage is right next to it. And like, there's these epic bands. They're like playing some awesome tunes. One of the cover bands, come over with what they were Jet called. Pack. That yeah, was so great. They were awesome. And then I was, we, me and I think Jack um, and two other volunteers as well, we were getting absolutely smashed by beers. And I was slinging them out. <laughs> and, um, and then just as I thought, like, oh, we're running out into kegs. All right, cool. I'll be able to go out and dance soon. And then I think I went out for like five minutes. Like, Tom, come back. We got more beers. You got to go. <laughs> I know it was such a warm day and I think the drinks were just going down a little too easily and but look Night Under the Stars is um, now a Blue Tree Project powered event and 
that our mission with it is to host an event in regional areas that has that focus of mental health because um, there's such a need for sort of that kind of event and it's a bit of a glam country gala. We, we say the dress code is ball gowns and boots. Yes, so yeah. it gives people a bit of a chance to dress up and enjoy themselves and have a night out. We had a Buckland Estate in 2J and we will be for next year again. It's a great setup. It's a good setup, um, and yeah, it's been an unexpected um, sort of overwhelming response for next year, which is exciting. Mm. And yeah, we will be selling tickets next week. So that's the um, get in early. Scoop. There's a barking bull. <laughs> <laughs> it's got it all. And thank you for explaining that. It's not just like the. <laughs> it's not just. <laughs> the um the party and stuff. Yeah. There's, there's a lot more yeah. meaning to it, and yeah, what and goes on behind the scene. The money raised actually goes to community grants, so we call it uh, shooting for the stars community grants. And this year we um, distributed to seven different um, not for profits or city um, country towns who were hosting a range of events that had a focus on mental well-being. So they're actually all going out now and a heap of the events are happening at the end of the year. So we'll be able to showcase some of those. So it's nice that we can give back to the community in regional areas to once again, keep highlighting mental health as that important topic out in the bush. 100%. So you, you do all this fundraising to give out. Can people donate to you? Yes, so we well. we keep some of the portions from the event because it is like quite an undertaking for us to organise because um, it's just one of the many things that we're sort of involved with throughout the year. Um, but yes, people can donate to Blue Tree Project and if they donate, it's going towards um, funding regional mental health courses for adults or students, um, also community painting days and community events that we can host for free so that um, there's no barriers for entry. Um, Night Under the Stars, however, you do have to pay for a ticket. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, but, but it's yeah. worth it. Yeah. So just have a look at our socials. We've got a lot happening. We're pretty active on there. Um, and yeah, get a feel for what we do and donate if it's something that you can. Otherwise, sharing Sharing the profile, sharing the story if you see a tree um, and you're with someone, that's also very powerful as well. Yeah, so we appreciate that. Yeah, go check out the um, all the Blue Tree website and Not in the Stars website as well. If you go, if you scroll down, you will see a photo of me. There's a photo of me and Betty like, yo. Yeah, that's so good. <laughs> um, yeah, for sure. Um, is there anything else coming up with Blue Tree? I saw you guys got the... Um, the office the other day, or like the, the, the treehouse. Yeah, appropriately named the treehouse. That's yes. our new office space come storage, content recording, and also training and courses um, space. And we actually are opening it up to other small mental health charities that are currently working from home or finding it hard to find spaces because I remember going through that, working from the couch or the dining room table. Like, I feel like working from home is so glorified. <laughs> I do not enjoy crossing the boundaries and areas of where I work and where I sleep. Yeah. So, um, yeah, encouraging people to use it as a space and they can make a small donation if they like and um, having that collaborative approach is super important. Epic. I, um, I want to touch on the... Like fundraising, all that sort of thing. Because yeah. you've got one in the works at the moment. Brooke is running from 
Karatha to yeah, Perth. Yes, yeah, so which is <laughs> one thousand six hundred. Is it six? Yeah, yeah sixteen hundred yeah. kilometers. Which yeah. is a big shout to Brooke. I've been following it. Um, I was lucky to meet her actually like a m- two months before she took off, and um, yeah, it's an incredible what she's doing. I think you know she's running minimum of sixty k's every day. Mm-hmm. Um, it's been hot. Yeah, like ridiculously hot. Like, yeah. and what I love if uh, literally just. We'll get her. We'll put her like um, socials on the on the show notes because yeah, that this is this is like she actually posted a video last night and it was just timely that you were coming on today because it was all about you know she didn't see how emotional she'd get receiving the blue tree or seeing blue trees and like that's big I think mm. and it's so powerful that like your organisation is on board with that with what she's doing um, but like that's just the way that people can. Obviously, you don't have to go to that extreme. Yeah. But, like, she's getting donations and it's all towards the blue, like, yeah. blue and 20 talk. I'm, yeah. 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 And they're great as well. So, Brooke has had her own struggles and um, has worked in FIFO. And I just, she wanted to highlight how hard it can be um, for a lot of people. And she grew up in Karatha um, and the flights are so expensive now. She sort of said that she, she had no choice but to, yeah. <laughs> to run home. But yeah, unreal that she's accomplished that. And she's now at Carnarvon. Um, and yeah, she saw her first blue tree on her run yesterday. And she's always said how blue trees have been that shining light, I guess, during some dark times and acts as that re- that reminder for herself so it was very special seeing that vision and definitely go check out her run and she does daily updates and it's just unreal what she's putting her body and her mind through for um our causes and she was she started training november last year 40 hours a week training literally like a full-time job to get it done and uh, i just can't wait to um, welcome back to Perth and we are having a celebration event at Subi Hotel so we'll push that out as well but definitely come down say hi of course yeah, yeah. It's, yeah it's exciting and um, I know she's going to come on the potty after she's finished but Woo-hoo. just Sweet. like it's just incredible like but that's the thing like you can do so many things and it it doesn't have to be to that extreme like we said but you know seeing that video just I think that's that proof right that what you're doing creating change it's a reminder and it's you know helping people act in a way that they want to help they want to contribute and they want to talk about this stigma so i just yeah i thought it was just very timely and it was just it's quite emotional watching it and watching all the videos that she's posted and having the blue trees and yeah it's just um a good reminder yeah i think i love those daily updates um because you actually just see how raw it actually Mm. is and then what what she's actually going through um, yeah, and then it's, it, yeah, it's, it's, it's even just thinking about one thousand six hundred kilometers, man. Like I know Brockman did across Australia, but like I mean, WA's. You look at WA; it's massive, and you can yeah. <laughs> She's running in some She's, hot country. It's yeah, <laughs> yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But where but, do you see blue tree in the future? So we're going through a bit of a growth period at the moment. Um, a lot of our focus is to try and firm up corporate partnerships to help us facilitate more courses and more awareness sessions because we're getting so many requests from schools and regional areas. Um, But there's only two of us in the charity 
and um, our capacity is somewhat limited at this point. So, yeah, we're seeking funding, like large-scale funding, which is something that I haven't ventured into. So I'm learning lots at the moment because up until this point, we've been self-sufficient on selling merchandise, hosting events or having people organise fundraisers and giving donations. So we haven't really tapped into any government funding or whatnot because we just haven't had the capacity to do it and do all the um, reviews and stuff at the end of it. So venturing down there, which is kind of not as fun <laughs> for me, like are we stepping out more of the day-to-day type thing? Like I've very much been the face of the project, which has been a privilege, but is very demanding also. Um, so I'm kind of keen to get my teeth into it and take Blue Tree Project to that next level where we can get out there and make even more impact and build, like, bridge that gap of education um, in adults, children in regional areas particularly. So you mentioned courses. Yes. What, um, what courses, what training do you run? Yeah, so we have a facilitator, um, Ros Dawson, who's had heaps of experience in work, health and safety in pretty much every industry. So she was doing the standard mental health first aid course as well as some shortened awareness sessions. So there are accredited and non-accredited um, courses and I will, I'm currently doing my um, training for the teen mental health first aid and so once I get my accreditation, I'm going to like develop some shorter courses also because we understand that time and money budgets just stop so many people from doing like the two-day courses. It's a lot to ask. So we're like, okay, well, this information is important. How can we make it like an hour of power basically and still communicate a lot in an hour? So just trying to um, make sure it is actually um, – in a format that people can re- make realistic. Yeah. yeah. So where will those um, courses be available? At, like, is that where they come into the office and they do them? or like Yeah, would you so go- we can host out of our office or we can go to workplaces. We go to mine sites, go to schools, go to mm. um, local community resource centres in regional areas. So we're very open to travelling um, and have done a lot of that already. Of course, yeah. So, yeah, I think it's like working together to try and um, come up with a solution of where the best place is and also the best time. Like I've got my knowledge around the ag areas is just certain months in the year that you just wouldn't dream of hosting courses out in (laughs) the country because of seeding, harvest, school holidays, et cetera. So yeah, just working um, with them to make sure that we can target as many people as possible. Absolutely. And there's like, well, with with the courses and with like, I think with, I was I talked to Lockie from 20 Talk a fair bit, like mm. actually being able to introduce those courses to youth as a preventative measure. That's like. Crucial. The crucial idea, which is, and it's an amazing idea, but actually getting them to engage and like take the step forward towards it mm. is like the, kind of the next step up. It, it kind of comes down to... it doesn't always seem like that attractive yeah. thing to go out and do, right? Yeah. I think people look at the price tag and, well, that's the thing. I Like you said, it's very much an investment. It's an investment in the kid's future. If you do it in like year 10, you're equipping them for the more stressful years, year 11, 12. But off the back of some of our school visits, we actually had a message from Mayna, um down in Bunbury and um, they said that they now make it a compulsory thing for all year tens to do. And so every student going through the school does that. Awesome. I just feel like that I should think that's be. I yeah. 
like normal that should be the standard yeah. so hopefully we do see that roll out more and I am hearing more schools doing that which is great yeah um but yeah hopefully that just becomes the norm I think um yeah Maneer has always been sort of pretty switched on yeah that's like very forward thinking in terms of yeah the Bunbury schools but yeah um, I hope it um expands on that as well it's um yeah it's it's just exciting like where it can go what it can do um did you think it would be where it is? No. And the time has just flown, like starting in 2020. Doing it's, only, cause it's only five, what are we now? 2023. Yeah. <laughs> 2023, I'm thinking. I, I took it on full time in 2020. So this is, th so realistically, three years. Yeah, so we're still a baby. Just mm. a baby. But it doesn't feel like that. <laughs> it feels like it's been around for. Yeah. Ages. So 2019 is when it sort of started. And I was just doing it part-time alongside study and working. So um, it's been quite a short time. And I think because it has resonated with so many, it's all happened so quickly. It's almost been like a bit of a catch-up here. And then the the incredible awards. I feel like there's just been a lot going on. And I'm really excited to just get my teeth into the charity and take it to that next level. So I'm excited to do that. Can we, can we touch on the awards? We can. I feel like <laughs> so, we, what we'll time go, are we at? Yeah, just, <laughs> just quickly, you mentioned some, you know, pretty incredible people like Dylan Olcott and, and I guess what they're doing. Like what if, I don't like, yeah, you, you have to meet Dylan Olcott and Rally Rad, but mm -hmm. I want to know more about like, you know, what did you learn from them and what they're doing? Because he's got some, like, I love, one of the things he's got going is the, um, his festivals for... Ability Fest. It's, uh, yeah, that, that's, yeah, that's, so and it's... Cool. Unbelievable. Like, yeah. If so. you haven't read his book, his book is incredible. Um, his story is incredible. I remember – I'm a big tennis fan, so I've gone over to the Oz Open quite a few times. I remember going over several years ago when um, the quad tennis, they were still playing in the back courts. Mm. No one was really watching. But I just went and watched them because what he does is just unreal. I know what it's like getting out in the court in the heat and it's just unreal to watch the talent. Um, and so I've been following for a long time and finally he got um, the finals um, aired through um, Channel 7 and just seeing more attention being given to um, more able sports. I think it's just really, really important and um, his Ability Fest uh, festival, so unreal what he's doing with that as well. Just opening up accessibility for so many people, it's so important. Um, and yeah, I read his book because I think it's great, learned a lot through that in just approaching things differently. Like just because it's the way we've always done it doesn't mean it's the right way to do things like as well. So just trying to be brave enough to do things a little bit differently if possible. Um, and oh, I mean that going to, so I was fortunate enough to go over to Canberra. And so that's how I was sort of in the room with them. Um, some incredible people. And I don't know. It was just like so, so for me, it was like an out of body experience. <laughs> like I, there were so many times where I was like, what am I doing here? which is a really terrible thing and I feel like it was something that I had to overcome because I was like, I don't feel worthy almost of it. Like imposter I feel like- Imposter syndrome? Yeah. Mm. And I mean, everyone kind of gets imposter syndrome in a sense. So I've tried to really embrace what I've done and like, it's okay. Cause I think where it comes from is, it is a very bittersweet experience 
how the project has grown. It is out of tragedy. Um, And I would give it all back in an absolute heartbeat if I could. But like I've always felt conflicted in celebrating certain milestones or awards because it was, yeah, it was just so conflicting for me. Um, So I think I've tried to embrace that a little bit more knowing that, yes, it has started out of tragedy, but I share my story not to share the pain, but to try and share that hope. And so that's the biggest thing for me moving forward is, yeah, just trying to share that hope. It's okay to kind of celebrate our milestones within the project because overall we are having a positive impact. Yeah. Absolutely. Thanks for sharing that. Yeah. Epic. Well, that's a very heartwarming place to end the episode. <laughs> it's, it's, it's been truly inspiring um, for us. Um, thank you so much for your time, Kendall. Um, as always, we um, will include all the links and where we can find you in the show notes, um, as well as Brooke as well, as yeah. I mentioned before. Um, yeah, just before we go, is there any like last messages you want to say before you end up? Oh, I just, yeah, if this has brought up anything for anyone, please reach out. And if you are feeling emotionally exhausted, there should be no outdated prejudice or attitudes that, yeah, stop you from accessing help if that's something that you need it. Yeah. Anything for you, Ray? Just the final question. Yeah, nice, nice, nice. Oh, what's this? <laughs> so it's on the back of heartwarming, it's with, who has someone that you are very grateful for in the last week that's really helped you out or you know you've just generally just like oh just grateful to see them what they did for me or whatever that might be um I'm gonna say well this last week we've it's been a lot of work we've been at Darrenfield Days which is huge undertaking and um my colleague and very very good friend Cassidy um has just gone above and beyond we've been working long days and doing things outside of work hours well and truly and she just yeah never is always up for the challenge always up to help and I'm just so grateful that I have someone like that working alongside me yeah right where are you mate mate I'm gonna go my homeboy Lucky Welsh it's good to have him back he's been in Europe for eight weeks and um yeah he stayed at my place the last couple nights and um yeah it was just been able to yeah go through his whole trip photos and everything and um he's a cultured man now he says <laughs> <laughs> um it's just yeah he's been able to make me laugh and crack up so yeah go lockstar for me what about you Bubba? mate mine is you probably phoebe she is um just a girl that i've met through going to revo so she's like one of the people at revo but like, she just like you always see her at the gym like um she's always like trying to make the gym better and she's like one of the or managers or yeah. something but like the other day i was like oh like i need to um do my membership because i've got like in the revo now you can like they've got like pilates and oh yeah you can chairs, but you can upgrade it and um i was like oh i need to upgrade it like i'll come and see you when you leave in righty right and then like she just literally just hooked it up for me she's like yeah here you go it's all done like you don't need to i just got you the tag and everything and although it was something like that was small it was like just i didn't have to go to the desk I didn't have to like worry about it and it literally just worked straight away. And it's just a little thing, but like just so grateful. And she's always like the whole team at that certain gym is so cool. But and you, I don't know, it's just something that was really nice and it happened like, during it. the week. So um, celebrate the little wins, yeah, just yes. the little things, like you know what I mean. And like 
now I got to learn how to do Pilates, but <laughs> I'm all got it just so I can sit in the massage chair. But yeah, so just a little one like that, which is really, it was just nice. Cheers, Phoebes. Cool, guys. Well, we'll wrap it up there. To the listeners, hope you enjoyed as always. Um, remember to follow the channel, rate five stars as always, and we shall catch you in the next one. You. Thanks, guys. Thanks for listening to another episode. If you liked it, please like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, leave a review, all that jazz. We love your support and we'd love for you to continue supporting us. If you want more info and want to know what we've got coming up, please head to our Instagram, chuck us a follow. And even check out our website for more episodes, resources, recommendations and lots, lots, lots more. Links are attached in the description below. Cheers.